Another episode of Running Up the Score. No Kevin Donlin today. You're just getting me. So here we go. Uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, we haven't done a show in a while. We're in week two of the preseason. We got about two more games left for this week to be over. It is Sunday, August 21st. Uh, one more week of preseason, then we got real football. We uh, we are starting week one in two weeks, and I couldn't be more excited. What we're going to do before I really get into all of uh, you know what we're going to talk about today, I wanted to discuss what how this uh, podcast is going to start going, the the route that it's going to start going. Uh, we're going to look into you know obviously we got into sports cards, the hobby. As uh, many of uh, everybody, <laughs> many of the people in the hobby call it, we wanted to uh, spread our knowledge, spread our excitement, spread our passion towards our new venture uh, into sports cards. And I mean, if you, I mean, if you're watching sports, you at some point in your life. You have collected sports cards. I mean, it, it that, that's that's how it is. I mean, when you were a little kid, you know, you may not have um, collected it in uh, a, like a way of making money, um, but you had them. Everybody had sports cards, whether you were you know ten years old or thirty years old, whatever it is. Sports cards have made a huge jump. Uh, just recently, especially through COVID, everybody staying home, you know, a lot of things have happened. Uh, and, you know, the, the best way of putting it, because I'm going to talk about going to the National and basically what the National is for those of you that don't know what it was. One phrase or statement that I heard basically all weekend at the National was the hobby is alive. And you hear it a lot. The it's it's absolutely insane, and I can't wait to um, express and you know just bring it along with the podcast. And you know, Kevin's into it, I'm into it. You know, we're gonna bring on um, you know guests to talk about how they got into it, what they're doing in it, you know, why they have a passion for it, and we're excited to do that. Um, also. With sports cards, we're also going to venture into, you know, another one of our passions, you know, that we share is Madden. I mean, we both love Madden. A lot of people love Madden. I mean, it's just it's something that uh, sports fans, football fans, you know, if you're a video gamer, you've played Madden and it kind of ties the whole you know, sports cards as well, because you have a thing that they call Mutt, which is Madden Ultimate Team, which you rip packs on online, basically, and those guys are on your team. And whatever rating it is, but, you know, however it is, you, you build your team off of cards. And the same thing goes with MLB The Show. They have the same thing. Uh, NHL, they have the same thing. So they're, they're you know, venturing towards cards, and therefore, we're going to talk about it. Uh, so Madden's going to be a big thing. Sports cards are going to be a big thing. And football regularly is going to be a big thing with fantasy and gambling included. So we're literally dipping our feet into everything that has to do with football. And we're excited about it. So today, what I'm going to be talking about is uh, a bunch of things. Uh, some injury news when it comes to the NFL, Zach Wilson, Matt Corral. We had some new helmets come up uh, throughout this offseason that I want to talk about. They're, some of them are absolutely sweet. Jimmy G, what's what's going to happen with him? Uh, I also got a list of players, the best players at each age, and I want to see what you guys think. So I'm going to end up putting this on uh, Instagram, YouTube, all that. And I want you guys to uh, to give me your input on who is the best players at each age. Where I'm also going to predict each team by their schedule and their record. But I'm only going to do the NFC this week. Next week we'll do the AFC. 
maybe get into some hard knocks. And then, uh, you know, we're just going to do some preseason award predictions for the season. Let's get right into it. You know, right off the bat, uh, the big injury news that we're going to talk about is Zach Wilson. That was the uh, that was the talk of week one in the preseason. You know, it's not something that you want to see, especially if you're a Jets fan. But this has to do with, and again, this is like perfect. This has to do with a lot of cards too. How his value was hurt by this, you know, at the beginning because it didn't look good. I mean, like let, let's let's be serious. It didn't look good. Non-contact injury is never good when it comes to the NFL or any sport to be that. And his didn't look good. I I could have sworn when I watched it, torn ACL. That's what I thought. And then they were saying, oh, bone bruise. I, I mean, I didn't know how you could do a bone bruise by just running. But, hey, listen, I'm not a doctor. It ends up coming out that he had a little bit of a, a meniscus tear. He goes, has this surgery, you know, cleanup surgery, I guess you could say. And... Basically, the talk before that was, listen, this surgery can go either way. It could be a two to four week uh, recovery or it could be a whole season recovery. They didn't know until they opened him up. It turned out to be the better of the two. Uh, So they're saying two to four weeks. Uh, Robert Sala is now saying he doesn't want to basically rule Zach Wilson out. For week one, which hey, th- that's that's great for Jets fans, but again, the Jets—they're not going to be good again this year. I think they're going to be better than last year, but they're not going to be good again. I think they gotten better through uh, the free agency and, and the off season. Uh, their draft was amazing. I thought they had, if not the best, they were one of the best drafts uh, this year. So we'll see what you know, how that happens because I mean, yeah, they do draft some good players we think, and then they go to the jets and they end up being the worst players. So, you know, it, that's just, and I mean, my, my co-host would tell you the same thing. I think Zach Wilson this year will make that next step, whether it be, you know, Trevor Lawrence status or, you know, other guys like that, Trey Lance and, you know, other rookies in that class. If it's going to be that kind of step. And you know what? I don't even think Trevor Lawrence is going to take the biggest step out of that draft class. Because, I mean, when we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, we're talking about Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. You know, those are the guys that you you think about when you talk about that draft class at quarterback. And to be honest with you, I think it's going to be the one guy that not many people think is going to take that next step and a huge step. And I think it's going to be Trey Lance. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, um, especially when we're talking about cards. But but Zach Wilson, he uh, had it cleaned up two to four weeks. They're saying possibly being there for week one. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, I think they should maybe give him a week or two into the into the season to, you know, just kind of ride out and, and get better because something with the knee that's not something that you want to mess around with because god forbid he comes in earlier than he should have and then he fully tears that meniscus or he fully tears a you know acl it's not something that you want to deal with but then in terms of matt corral you know one of the the top uh quarterbacks in this past draft class uh he wasn't going to start uh, because, you know, you have um, Baker Mayfield, who I, I think is definitely going to start, but you also have Sam Darnold. So I, there was no way that Matt Corral was going to leapfrog those guys. Uh, I think he, he dropped down to the fifth round or the sixth round. So that was kind of head-scratching. But um, Matt Corral will be out for the season. He uh, has a full ligament tear of his Liz Frank uh, ligament. So you won't see uh, the rest of him for the rest of the year. So it's a two-headed monster when it comes to Carolina. It's going to be Baker Mayfield. It's going to be Sam Darnold. I do think, as of right now, I think Baker Mayfield has the upper hand, and I think Baker Mayfield will end up being the quarterback 
uh, this season moving forward. Whether or not another team comes in to try to trade for Sam Darnold, which, you know, I think the Browns could be a, a, a top team for that. Because, you know, this kind of ties into Jimmy G. When we're talking about Jimmy G, um, we already know that Trey Lance has taken over. He, he's the, the quarterback uh, for the foreseeable future in San Francisco. So Jimmy Garoppolo is gone, basically. Uh, we're waiting to see what happens when it comes to a trade. Um, but, you know, in terms of his his contract's not great. And that's the, that's the issue uh, when it comes to Jimmy G that not many people are going to want to take on. You know, when you're, cu- when you're talking about the Browns, now the Browns, they traded for Deshaun Watson, traded a lot for Deshaun Watson. Now Deshaun Watson is out for 11 games. Started at 6, now it's 11 after the appeal, which I thought was interesting. 11 is a very odd number uh, of games for a suspension. Then you look at the schedule, and week 12, I think they have a game... Uh, week 13 is the game against the Texans for the Browns. So when you really think about it, he comes back from a suspension. Now he can't, now it's a brand new team. So yes, he has this, the, the playbook and everything and he was in training camp. So he, he knows some of it, but when it comes to the season, he's not, he's not going to be allowed to be around the team. So in terms of, you know, practice and everything, he's not going to be allowed to. So when he comes back from that suspension, he's probably going to sit out that first game. So that's week 12. And his start, his first start for the Browns will probably be week 13 against the Texans. So when you're really thinking about it and you're thinking about Roger Goodell and the way he is and the, the way the NFL is, this was very money motivated. 11 games, weird. But then you look at the schedule and you're like, ha. Ah, I got it. Sits out one game week 12, comes back first game against his old team. So, I mean, hey, listen, Roger Goodell, he he knows how to make money. He knows how to, to, to make the NFL money. And that's what he's doing. So, you know, um, for Jimmy Garoppolo to go to the Browns, it's, it's only going to put them in a worse of a situation in terms of money. Um, he, Jimmy Garoppolo is set to earn $24.2 million in salary this season. Um, and that's seven, that's almost $8 million more than the Browns would have had to pay for Mayfield. Uh, they also have to eat $10.5 million of Mayfield salary this year. So in terms of the, you know, with the salary of Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield salary, They'll lose out on $48.4 million in adjusted salary cap next year. So when you're looking at that, yes, you're gonna that, that's obviously limiting their uh, free agency money. But it's also when you look at it, the between 2024 and 2026, uh, Deshaun Watson's going to need a new contract. Miles Garrett's going to need a new contract. Denzel Ward's going to need a new contract. David Njoku's going to need a new contract. Joel Bettino and Wyatt Teller all are going to need new contracts after that. So it's it's like, you know, you're going to have to pay your own guys and then have Jimmy Garoppolo basically for 11 games. I don't think it, it makes sense for the Browns to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think maybe grabbing uh, Sam Darnold. I haven't looked at his contract, but Sam Darnold is is a good like placeholder. But you also have, you know, they have Jacoby Brissett. So it's not even like, you know, Jimmy, like Jacoby Brissett and I would say Sam Darnold are kind of on the same level. So I don't even think, I, I think the Browns stay pat with what they have. Uh, Browns are not going to be good this year. Even when they get Deshaun Watson, they're not going to be good. They might be okay, but they're not going to be great. So, I mean, the fact that it's 11 games, they're already going to be under the, you know, they're not going to be able to make the playoffs. So it's it's kind of a thrown away season. We'll just see what we get 
from Deshaun Watson when he comes back from the suspension because he's been out all last year and then we'll miss the first 11 for this year. So we'll see if he's still at that top notch of, you know, level of play, um, you know, like he was before this whole issue. And hopefully it, it it's behind him after this, this suspension. It's behind him and the NFL. Um, I mean, they found in regular court that he, you know, was no there was no wrongdoing uh and then of course the nfl has to step in and do their own thing and uh try to suspend as 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 they can um but in terms of um these these uh alternate helmets so now uh the Bengals had one the cowboys had one the giants had one the falcons had one the bears had one uh the saints have one panthers texans and Patriots and Cardinals, Eagles, Jets, Commanders, and that's it. So I mean, Commanders are weird. They're you know just a black uni- uh black helmet with uh you know their uniform number on it. Uh, that's okay. The Jets looks pretty nice. The black with the uh, the Jets logo. That's that's really nice. Uh, Eagles went all black as well. Cowboys went all white, which I really like. Uh, it's their their Thanksgiving Day helmet from like this the seventies, um, or the seventies helmet that they used to wear on Thanksgiving. Um, I I love it because I saw it. They wore it, they're wearing it with their um, color rush jerseys, so it looks really nice. It looks sharp. Um, everybody's gonna go going black. Arizona went black. That's really nice. Um, the Patriots went back to their old one. Um, the Texans went all red. That one's really nice. Uh, I think Carolina has the nicest one. They have the, the black with the, uh, blue outline of the Panther, which is really nice. Um, Saints is pretty nice. The bears went with the orange, which is nice too. I think everybody did well when it comes to the alternate, uh, helmets. The giants went old school. Um, the Bengals went all white and black, which is interesting. But, uh, if I had to take one, I would say Panthers definitely went, um, went the nicest route in terms of everybody. Um, so now I kind of just want to get into, uh, a cool, cause I, I saw it, someone brought it up, uh, in terms of baseball and it was like the best players at each age and I was like you know what that's actually a pretty good idea um so I did it with uh the NFL now again I I want people to comment and you know tell me what they think um who's you know who they think is better so I did a few I did basically from 21 to 45 obviously we have to go to 45 but so uh first one at the age of 21, best player to me, Kyle Pitts. Uh, 22, we have two players. I I couldn't I couldn't change uh, like I mean I could probably choose one over the other, but we have Trevor Lawrence and we have Jamar Chase. I could probably pick Jamar Chase as the number one guy uh, at the age of 22. Uh, age of 23, we had a bunch. There was there was a lot, but I had to go with Jonathan Taylor. I mean he was basically top three player last year. So I have to go with Jonathan Taylor. 24, obviously Justin Herbert. I had to do that. Um, 25, we had a bunch. I I like Fred Warner because I think Fred Warner is an unbelievable linebacker. Um, You have Joe Burrow and you have Lamar Jackson as well. Kyler Murray's in there too. Um, So those three, I kind of, Burrow, Lamar, and Fred Warner. it's, It's weird because they're different kind of players, obviously, you know, both Burrow and Lamar Jackson play two different ways of, of quarterback, but then you also have Fred Warner, who's one of the best linebackers in the league. Uh, at the age of 26, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. It's that there's, I was going to say Debo Samuel, but then I realized that Patrick Mahomes is 26. So I said, there's no way, uh, 27 TJ Watt. There's no argument there. Uh, 28 Tyreek Hill. 29, Devontae Adams. Uh, 
at the age of 30, DeAndre Hopkins. 31 has a bunch. So, obviously, we can say Aaron Donald. He's, I mean, we could say that he's the best player in the league, if not top three. Um, but also, you have Khalil Mack, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith. So maybe that's the bias in me, you know, obviously being a Cowboys fan. But I think Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. Zach Martin's the best guard in the league. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but then you have Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald clearly over Khalil Mack. So I, I think you could say Aaron Donald. Basically, if someone would say Aaron Donald is, is the best player at 31, I would say okay. And if someone said Zach Martin's the best player at 31, I would say okay. Um, 32, Travis Kelsey. 33, Von Miller. 34, Trent Williams. 35, Ndamukong Sue. 36, Alex Mack. I, I was trying to figure out if Alex Mack uh, was retired yet or not, but I think he's still playing. So I'm going Alex Mack. Uh, 37, Matt Ryan. 38, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers. 39, Robbie Gold. 40, Jason Peters. 41, 42, and 43, and 44, I didn't really look into. Uh, and then 45 is Tom Brady. So that's the best players at each position as per Rut Sports. So uh, let me know what you think, and uh, I'll tell you if you're wrong or not. <laughs> um, so going into uh, the prediction for each team's record, another list of what we're going to do here. Uh, let me bring it up first. So when Kevin comes back uh, next week, we'll do um, we'll do the AFC side. Obviously, there's going to be games in here that I picked AFC games against the NFC, uh, just because I had to. But um, so we'll start off with the NFC East, and uh, right off the bat, we'll start off with uh, America's team. So the Cowboys play the Buccaneers week one. I'm going with a loss on that. Uh, Bengals week two, they'll beat the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to take a step back. You know, obviously I know, yeah, they they were, you know, what they were last year. Uh, but I, I think they'll take a step back. Bengals, uh, Cowboys beat them week two. Week three, they're playing in MetLife. That's a win. They play home against the Commanders. That's a win. They play at L.A. against the Rams. That's a loss. Uh, then they play at Philly. That's a win. Home against the Lions. That's a win. The Bears, home. That's a win. At the Packers, I'll take a loss. At the Vikings, that's a win. Vikings are going to be good this year, so uh, you know we'll see. Um, Giants, home. That's a win, which is crazy because usually they play. I got to actually check that because usually they play away later in the season and home in the beginning of the season against the Giants. Like that's usually their their thing against the Giants. So let me bring that up real quick. And yeah, they're playing at MetLife week three. Yes, that's crazy. Um, so home against the Giants. That's a win. They'll lose to the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be good this year, adding Matt Ryan. Home against the the Texans, they'll win that. At Jacksonville, they'll win that. Home against the Eagles, they'll win that. They'll lose at Titans in Week 17. And then Week 18, they play at Washington, and they'll win, therefore putting their record at 12-5. and We go to the New York Giants. Giants at the Titans loss. Panthers win. Home against the Cowboys loss. Home against the Bears win. Home against the Packers loss. Home against the Ravens loss. At Jacksonville loss. At Seahawks win. I think the the Seahawks are going to be pretty bad this year. Um, home against the Texans loss. Davis Mills. Uh, home against the Lions win. At Cowboys loss. Home against the Commanders, win. At uh, Actually, home against the Eagles, loss. At Commanders, loss. At Vikings, loss. Home against the Colts, loss. And at Philly, loss. Putting their record at 5-12. and 12. 
Now we move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. At Lions, win. Home against the Vikings, win. At Commanders, win. Jaguars, win. At Cardinals, loss. Home against the Cowboys, loss. Home against the Steelers, win. At Texans, win. Home Commanders, win. At Colts, loss. Home against the Packers, loss. Home against the Titans, win. At Giants, win. At Bears, win. At Cowboys, loss. Home against the Saints and home against the Giants, both wins, putting their record at 12-5, and tied with the Dallas Cowboys. Now the last team in the NFC East, home against the Jaguars for the Commanders. Home against the Jaguars, loss. At Lions, win. Home against the Eagles, loss. At Cowboys, loss. Home against the Titans, loss. At Bears, win. Packers, loss. At Colts, loss. Home against the Vikings, loss. At Eagles, loss. At Texans, win. Home against the Falcons, win. At Giants, loss. Home against the Giants, win. At 49ers, loss. Home against the Browns and the Cowboys, both losses, putting their record at 5-12. and 12. So we have two 5-12s and 12s and two 12-5s. For the NFC East, obviously a lot of that is, gen- is going to change. But we go to the NFC North, Bears. Home against the 49ers, loss. At Packers, loss. At Tex- uh, home against the Texans, loss. At Giants, loss. At Vikings, loss. Home against the Commanders, loss. At Patriots, loss. At Cowboys, loss. Home against the Dolphins, win. Home against the Lions, win. At Falcons, loss. At Jets, loss. Home against the Eagles, loss. Home against the Bills, definite loss. At the Lions, loss. And home against the Vikings, loss, putting their record at 2-15. and 15. A lot of people think that the Bears are going to have the worst record in the league, and I agree. For the Packers, at Vikings, loss, first week. How you like me now? Bears, win. At Bucks, loss. Home against the Patriots, win. Home against the Giants, win. Home against the Jets, win. At Commanders, win. At Bills, loss. At Lions, win. Home against the Cowboys, win. Home against the Titans win. At Eagles win. At Bears win. Home against the Rams loss. At Dolphins win. Home against the Vikings and the Lions both wins, putting their record at 13 and foe. The Vikings. Packers win. At Eagles loss. Lions win. At Saints win. Bears win. At Dolphins win. Cardinals loss. At Commanders win. At Bills, loss. Cowboys, loss. Patriots, loss. Jets, win. At Lions, win. Colts, loss. Giants, win. At Packers, loss. At Bears, win. Putting their record at 10-7. and seven. Lions. Eagles, loss. Commanders, loss. At Vikings, loss. Seahawks, loss. At Patriots, loss. At Cowboys, loss. Dolphins, loss. Packers, loss. At Bears, loss. Giant, at Giants, loss. Bills loss, Jaguars loss, Vikings loss, at Jets win, at Panthers win, Bears win, at Packers loss, putting their record at 3-12. So both two of the, the worst teams in the league will be in the NFC North. Then we got the Falcons. NFC South. Falcons, Saints loss, at Rams loss, at Seahawks loss, Browns win, at Bucks loss, 49ers loss at Bengals loss Panthers win Chargers loss at Panthers loss Bears win at Commanders loss Steelers win at Saints win at Ravens loss Cardinals loss Bucks loss putting their record at 5 and 12 Bucks at Cowboys win at Saints loss Packers win Chiefs loss Falcons win at Steelers win at Panthers win, Ravens win, Rams win, uh, loss, Seahawks win, at Browns win, Saints win, at 49ers loss, Bengals win, at Cardinals win, Panthers win, at Falcons win, putting their record at 13-4. and four. Panthers, Browns win, at Giants loss, Saints win, Cardinals loss, 49ers loss, at Rams loss, Bucks loss, at Falcons loss, at Bengals loss, Falcons win, at Ravens loss, Broncos loss, at Seahawks win, Steelers win, Lions win, 
at Bucks loss at Saints loss, putting their record at six and eleven, which I, I actually like that record for the Panthers. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield does well, but not well enough. Saints at Falcons win, Bucks loss at Panthers loss, Vikings loss, Seahawks win, Bengals win at Cardinals loss, Raiders win, Ravens loss at Steelers win, Rams loss at 49ers loss at Bucks loss, Falcons loss at Browns loss at Eagles loss and Panthers win, putting their record at 6 and 11. Now we got the NFC West, the last four teams of the NFC. Here we go. We got the Cardinals going first. Chiefs loss at Raiders win. Rams win at Panthers win. Eagles win at Seahawks win. Saints win at Vikings win. Seahawks win. Now it's crazy how I looked at this because the rest of their schedule is tough as hell. So we got at Rams loss. 49ers loss, Chargers loss, Patriots loss, at Broncos loss, Buccaneers loss, at Falcons win, and at 49ers loss. So they have a really great beginning of the season and a really bad end of the season, putting them at 9-8. and eight. Then we got the Rams, Bills loss, Falcons win, at Cardinals loss, at 49ers loss, Cowboys win, Panthers win, 49ers loss, at Bucks lo- uh, win, Cardinals win, Saints at Saints win. At Chiefs loss, Seahawks win, Raiders win, at Packers win, Broncos loss, at Chargers loss, at Seahawks win, putting them at 10 and 7. Yeah. How you like me now, Super Bowl champs? 10 and 7. Seahawks, Broncos loss, at 49ers loss, Falcons win, at Lions win, at Saints loss, Cardinals loss, at Chargers loss, Giants loss, at Cardinals loss, did I say at car? Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, Bucks loss, Raiders loss, at Rams loss, Panthers loss, 49ers loss, at Chiefs loss, Jets win, Rams win, putting them at four and thirteen. And then we got the 49ers, the the team that I am the highest on. I'm very high on the 49ers, and I'll put that right now. I have them. Being the best record in the NFC. And here we go. At Bears win. Seahawks win. At Broncos loss. Rams win. At Panthers win. At Falcons win. Chiefs loss. At Rams win. Chargers loss. Cardinals win. Saints win. Dolphins win. Bucks win. At Seahawks win. Commanders win. At Raiders win. And Cardinals win. Putting them at 14-3 and and the best team in the NFC. So, going back to it, we got the Cowboys 12 and 5, Giants 5 and 12, Eagles 12 and 5, Commanders 5 and 12, Bears 2 and 15, Packers 13 and 4, Vikings 10 and 7, Lions 3 and 12, Falcons 5 and 12, Bucks 13 and 4, Panthers 6 and 11, Saints 6 and 11, Cardinals 9 and 8, Rams 10 and 7, Seahawks 4 and 13, and the 49ers 14 and 3 yes sir so <clears throat> next week we'll do the AFC and we'll see um i don't know if we're going to predict uh like the playoffs and everything like that but we'll get into some preseason predictions here so offensive rookie of the year last season the Bengals Jamar Chase became the first wide receiver to win offensive rookie of the year since 2014 which was Odell he was the fourth wideout to win the award over the last 23 seasons. No tight end or offensive lineman has ever won the award. Uh, the last former Big 12 Viking, uh, the last former Big 12 running back to win the award was Adrian Peterson. Uh, and 10 quarterbacks have won the award since the inception in 1967, but only two of them threw for more than 21 touchdowns as a rookie, which was Dak Prescott and Justin Herbert. So, when we talk about um, offensive rookie of the year, so we go look at this. So, um, Brees Hall is a guy from the Jets. Traylon Burks, wide receiver for the Titans. Kenny Pickett for the Steelers. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the Jets. Sky Moore for the Chiefs. Kenneth Walker for the Seahawks. Drake London, Christian Watson, Chris Olave, 
and Jahan Dotson. So if I'm looking at this, now I think guys that will have big roles. Brees Hall will have a huge role for the Jets. Um, I think Garrett Wilson will have a huge role for the, the Jets as well. Sky Moore, I think, is going to have a surprisingly big role for the Chiefs, um, especially losing uh, Tyreek Hill this year. And I think Chris Olave is going to have a big role for the Saints as well. Um, but for me, I think Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm looking at... Here, here's the, the, the difference. If Kenny Pickett wins out for the, the, the Steelers, I think he wins Rookie of the Year. Because it is a quarterback. He's the only quarterback on this list that I have. Um, and when we're looking at him so far through two games, he's 17 of 22 for 171 yards with three touchdowns and a QBR of 138.6. So when you look at Trubisky, he's played three series. Or yesterday he played three series, uh, completed five of eight and 60 yards. Um, his, and then Mason Rudolph, had a, a pretty good uh, rest of the, the game as well. But uh, if I'm looking at it, Pickett's been unbelievable lately in the first two games. So he may force the hand of Mike Tomlin to start him this year. So if he starts, I think he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, when we're looking at Defensive Rookie of the Year, no safety has won the award since Matt Mark Carrier did it for the Chicago Bears. Uh, in 1990, um, since 2009, Missouri's Sheldon Richardson in 2013 is the only winner of the award to come from the uh, SEC. Ohio State has won the award four of the last six seasons with Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Marshawn Lattimore, and Joey Bosa. Uh, Marcus Peters, uh, Marcus Peters, and Mark um, and uh, Lattimore have uh, Marshawn Lattimore have. The only the, they're the only two cornerbacks to win this award since two that uh, since nineteen ninety uh ni- blah, 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 nineteen ninety nine, um with both recording five plus in uh, interceptions as rookies. So when we're looking at defensive rookie of the year, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Trayvon Walker, Jermaine Johnson, Quay Walker, Devin Lloyd, Ahmad Gardner, Derek Stingley, um. Kyle Hamilton and Jordan Davis. When we're looking at, I mean, obviously with hard knocks, a lot of people are, are getting uh, a better look at Aiden Hutchinson more than you have of any of these other guys. Kayvon Thibodeau is with the Giants. Um, it's going to be tough for him because if he shows any kind of promise, he's probably going to get doubled. Uh, when you're talking about the Giants defense, there's really not much past him when it comes to um, – you know, rushing the passer. So I, I think he's going to have a tough time winning this. I think uh, Trayvon Walker is going to have a big year for the Jaguars, I, I believe. Um, but I like Aiden Hutchinson too. You know, obviously being able to, to watch him in training camp through hard knocks, uh, it's been it's been eye-opening when you you look at a guy like that. Um, so my, my pick would probably be Aiden Hutchinson. Um, then when we're talking about, let me get, uh, we have coach of the year, coach of the year, uh, a list of these guys, Brandon Staley, Sean uh, McDermott, Sean Sean McVay, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, Mike Vrabel, Josh McDaniels, and Brian Dable. My look, you know, the guy that I'm, I'm looking to to have uh, a big year and end up being coach of the year would probably be Brandon Staley. I think the Chargers are going to take a huge jump from last year. Last year, they were very inconsistent. Uh, one one game, you would see Justin Herbert look like the, the next, you know, Tom Brady. And then the next game, it's like, what was he, what was he doing? And I think... Adding the players that they did, you know, adding Khalil Mack is or is like unbelievable to Joey Bosa. I mean that it's going to be incredible to to watch their defense. Uh, they also added J.C. Jackson to to go along with the corners that they have. You know, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, you also have Derwin James in the, in the backfield too. It's it that team should be the best team in the AFC. Uh, so I'm going to say Brandon Staley. Uh, would be 
that guy for coach of the year. Uh, then, you know, you're talking about offensive player of the year. You look at guys like, um, get my papers. All confused. Offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Josh Allen, Lamar Jack, uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, one guy that I think obviously is going to go with the same thing that I just said, um, offensive player of the year, I think you're going to have to go with Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a huge year this year. Uh, MVP, Aaron Rodgers, um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, um, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson's going to have a good a good year this year as well. Um, but I, I I have to stick with, uh, you know, I, w- I would say Justin Herbert, but I think MVP is going to end up being Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's going to have a huge year as well. Um, defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Max Crosby, Daniil Hunter. Um, I'm going to go Micah Parsons. That's the, I'm just that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, so, haha. Um, bef- I guess we'll go into uh, division conference odds. So this year uh, for the AFC East, um, Buffalo has the best odds. They started the preseason uh, minus one ninety. They are currently at minus two thirty. Miami Dolphins uh, plus four fifty. Patriots plus 500 and the Jets plus 2000. Um, the AFC North, we have Baltimore Ravens number one. They started the preseason plus uh, 220. They are now at minus 145. Cincinnati, or it might actually be plus 145. Cincinnati is plus 170. Cleveland plus 370. The Steelers plus 950. South, uh, we have the Colts minus 125. T- Titans plus plus 170 Jacksonville Jaguars plus 750 and the Houston Texans at plus 250 uh, 2500 the AFC West plus 155 for the Chiefs the Chargers plus 240 the Denver Broncos plus 260 and the Raiders plus 700 we go to the NFC now after I just gave my record uh, predictions Let's see how I did. Da- Dallas Cowboys plus 135. Philadelphia Eagles plus 70, uh, 170. Washington Commanders plus 500. The Giants plus 700. The North, the Packers minus 155. The M- Minnesota Vikings plus 240. The Detroit Lions plus 950. And the Bears plus 1,200. The Tampa Bay Bucks minus 270. The Saints plus 300. The Carolina Panthers plus one uh fifteen hundred and the Falcons plus three thousand, and then the a- NFC West the Rams plus one twenty five the San Francisco Forty ers plus one seventy five the Cardinals plus three fifty and the Seattle Seahawks plus fifteen hundred. So, looking at that, this one I obviously picked the Forty ers to be above the um the Rams. When we look at the uh the over under of win totals, the 49ers are at 10 and the over is plus 100. The under is minus 120. So they're, they're th- believing that the 49ers will have under 10 wins. Uh, in terms of my predictions, obviously I'm over. So I might go with that plus 100. Uh, but now let's get into some card talk. Um, you know, quickly before we get out of here, I just want to give, uh, some things before I get out. Um, you know, some of these NFL players to invest in uh, before the season starts. Now, obviously, you have guys like Trevor Lawrence. You have guys like Mac Jones. You have guys like Zach Wilson. These guys are high in price, very high in price. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, Justin Herbert, they're high in price. So it's going to be hard to invest in because, you know, who knows what's going to happen unless one of these guys wins the Super Bowl. Um, they're going to keep going up like it, it it'll go up um and now like the guy that I was investing in was Trey Lance and obviously because I'm so high on the 49ers uh 
that's the reason. Well, Trey Lance is the reason I'm so high on the 49ers. Therefore, I was trying to invest in him, and I've invested some money into him uh, in terms of cards. Um, so I I I think they're going to make the playoffs. That's a guy that you you know could probably unload in the playoffs when they make the playoffs, or even the Super Bowl if they make the Super Bowl. Um, so I I I like I I, I like Trey Lance as a buy, um, but he's high right now. He's re- he's very high. So. You know, at this time, it's kind of hard to invest in him unless you're willing to pay a lot of money for him. Um, you know, other guys, you know, there there's guys that you can kind of pick up to, to quick sell um, once they have a good game. Uh, you know, you have guys, I've heard J.K. Dobbins is a big guy um, to invest in to quickly, you know, drop uh, after he has a big game, um, other guys, you know, wide receivers, you look at Jay Jeff, you look at Jamar Chase, you look at, um, CD lamb, you know, guys, they're, they're kind of high in price, but they're not as high as these wide receivers, uh, as these, uh, quarterbacks. So, you know, you, you can unload these guys after they have a big game and you'd probably, you know, at least two times your, your money. Um, other things to talk about with sports, uh, with, uh, sports cards, the 2017 to 2021 NFL boxes are going up in price. They're not coming down. They're going up. I mean, we saw, I I just saw that, uh, prism went up to 1800. That was at 1500 at one point, uh, for this year, the 2020 is already up to, I think, um, 2400 2019's up there not as much uh then you have like 2018 2017 when it comes to herbert uh well not herbert but when it comes to mahomes and uh josh allen and then 2020 obviously is herbert 2021 is now uh, trevor lawrence mac jones um you know th- this this draft class is been huge when it comes to to um to the hobby, basically. I mean, when you think about it, there's guys all over the map. You know, you have Mac Jones, you have Jamar Chase, you have Joe Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow is 2020, but you have guys all over the map in terms of this one with um, Zach Wilson. You know, the quarterbacks, it's unbelievable in this in this class. But these prices are going up mainly because there is a lot of uncertainty when it comes to this 2022 NFL draft. Because really, the only quarterback that you're probably going to see this year is going to be Kenny Pickett. I would love to see Malik Willis. I would love to. I have some money into him as well. Um, so I would love to see Malik Willis. I think that would be huge because I think he's he's going to be a difference maker for the Titans. Because the Titans, you know, the Titans are the same thing with the 49ers. The Titans have a good team. They have a good team. But their quarterback's holding them back. And that's what happened with the 49ers last year. They have a very good team, but they were held back by Jimmy Garoppolo. Same thing with the Titans. And I think I tweeted out the same thing for both teams. If that team had a better quarterback, they'd be going for a Super Bowl. But they, you know, their quarterbacks blew it. And now I think adding Malik Willis to that team adds a different dynamic for the Titans in terms of, you know, just, you know, RPOs, you know, those kind of plays and his speed and his toughness, I think is, is huge to add and to help Derrick Henry. So I think at some point I would love to see Malik Willis take over the starting role in Tennessee. Uh, the Steelers, I think you're going to end up seeing Kenny Pickett take over uh, if he doesn't start the season. You know, because I think Mitchell Trubisky will just fall apart. Um, and now when we're talking about, you know, obviously a lot of our listeners aren't, you know, really up in terms of, you know, sports cards. So when you're looking at sports cards, the, the I don't want to say the cheapest, but the best card 
for a decent price or not so decent, but you know, uh, around a good price, less than 10 grand. How about that is prism. Now prism is looked at as the, the best card at an affordable price. And I don't even know if you really could say that because I mean the box is $1,800 right now. But a lot of people like Prism. And that's looked at as the, you know, top of the echelon um, other than National Treasures. and I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to say it in the best way, you know, but uh, um, I'm messing it up. But Panini Select just came out. And Select is a very, very nice product. And it's coming out, and it's even better this year. It really is. I think that the boxes are juiced to the max. Um, and I think it's it's a great um, it's a great product. And this might be the first year that that's making a run at Prism, which is crazy to say. And I think the prices of these cards are going to go up. And they're gonna they're gonna stay up, and they may even surpass Prism. Is basically what I'm saying. Another car, another um, product that I've been watching that just released as well, that's been unbelievable. How about Topps Diamond Icons? It's been an unbelievable product. I literally just watched the video right before it got on. I saw Pull Wax, um, pull four one of ones. In one box. And you know watching Backyard do it as well. They, they've they been getting unbelievable cards as well. This is. I mean. I was saying Panini Select is juiced. Diamond Icons is absolutely juiced. You're getting. Um, parts of the cleat in there. I mean it's just. It, it's been. It's been unbelievable. Um, and it's definitely a, a cool product. To get into a break for. Um, it's it's up there in price, so it's gonna be hard for you to dome unless you have uh, a lot of money, really. But um, two more things in terms of sports cards. 1952 Mickey Mantle CSG 95 auction is coming to an end, and I think the current bid is around eight million dollars. I think it will surpass ten million and be well. I mean, already it is the highest. Um you know, card to sell. Um, there is a 10 of this card and it was at the national and I'll talk about the national right after this. Um, that is, a, there is a 10, but the guy is not selling it. It is the, um, I want to say he's an owner of an MLB team. I forget what MLB team it is, but he owns this card. They let him, uh, well, he let them, uh, put it on display at, the national, I saw the card, unbelievable. And they estimate that card to go for like 30 mil. Yes, a piece of cardboard going for $30 million. Crazy, right? That's why. And and listen, I'm not I'm not in this just for the money. That's that's not what I'm getting into this. Um I saw the money, and that's great. And that kind of helped. But I actually enjoy it. You know, like I'm sitting here and behind this backdrop, I have a whole setup for cards. Um, We will be breaking soon. I don't know when, but it will happen soon. The boxes are very expensive, so it's making it harder. Um, But yes, soon you will see Rutz breaks on whatnot, Rutz rips on whatnot. Kevin and me breaking cards uh and we we're excited for it like this is something we talk about it every single day it's something that we want to do it's fun it's fun to me yes there is money to be made but it's fun to me and I, i i have a passion for it and it literally i got sucked in and now i'm uh i'm my feet are planted in the hobby absolutely planted in the hobby um but yes uh so Tatis, there's a lot of uh, value in his card that has diminished. Um, will it go down any further? I don't know. I think we'll get uh, into that a little bit more next week. But 
um, before I get out of here, I wanted to talk about the national. So I went to my first national. Now, national, uh, the best way for for me to put um, it simply for the football fans out there, it's the Super Bowl of card conventions. It's the Super Bowl of collectible conventions, I should say. People come from all over the world to go to the national. Last year they had it in Chicago. This year they're going to have it in Chicago. Uh, the, the year coming up is going to be in Chicago as well. We had it in uh, Atlantic City um, at the end of July. And I didn't know what to expect. Obviously new to the hobby. I used to collect cards back in the day. Went through my binder of old cards. Couldn't find anything valuable. So it really didn't matter. And I didn't take the best care of the cards. I used to play with them a lot when I was younger. But um, it was always fun to me. So now going into my first national, didn't know what to expect. I I just knew that um, I was getting into breaking. I was talking to some other breakers, looking forward to meeting them. Um, Maybe picking some of their brains a little bit on you know how to to do it right I guess and I went and I had a blast I mean it was so it started Thursday or Wednesday and ended Sunday and I only was there for Saturday and Sunday and I will tell you right now it was uh I I still don't think I saw everything I I still don't think I saw everything and now mind you I was there Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And I still don't think I saw everything. Then I went Sunday. I was there from 9 a.m. to about 3 p.m. Again, I still don't think I saw everything. It was humongous. But it was awesome. I mean, I saw things that I never... That people won't ever really be able to see unless you go there. I mean, the amount of vintage cards. Vintage cards are up right now. You know, if you're looking into, you know, getting into it. Um, but, yeah, it was just, it was unbelievable. I, I, I spent some money. Um, I bought two cards and a card box. Uh, the two cards, I bought a rookie Josh Allen and a rookie Justin Herbert. I am looking forward to um, grading them. And we'll see what happens after that. But it was uh, it was a blast. Uh, my dad got to meet and have a picture signed by um, Dwight Gooden. Uh, they had you know athletes up the wazoo, you know, with um, autographs. I mean, people had everything: signed bats, signed pictures, um, you know, anything that you could think of, any kind of collectible you can think of, was at this place. The cards were unbelievable. My dad, I, like, I had to keep lifting his jaw because he saw the prices of things. And, um, you know, it's 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 crazy. It, it's crazy how um, this hobby is. And I will say right now, the hobby is alive. <laughs> it's alive. And I'm going to end it with that. Uh, check us out. Rutz Sports, obviously. Rutz Breaks. Rutz Rips. Check out whatnot um, and follow us on it. Also, you can check us out on eBay, uh, Ruts Breaks. If you are new to the hobby, I have put together some packs, 20 cards. This is just for the NFL right now, but I will have NBA and I will have uh, MLB. Um, But right now I have NFL up and it's 20 cards. All inserts, which are the nicer version of cards, I guess you could say. Um, they're not base cards. Uh, and there's two guaranteed numbered cards. So if you're getting into it, yes, numbered are more uh, valuable. Because that means that there's only a certain amount of those cards made. So uh, you will have two uh, numbered. And then there's a bunch of autos that you can possibly pull in my packs and I have some slabs that I threw in there as well so uh, if you're starting out $45 buy a pack you get 20 cards inserts numbered possible auto possible slab
check it out. Ruts breaks on eBay. Uh, check us out uh, next week. Hopefully, I'll have uh, Kevin back, uh, and we're we're gonna be week three of the preseason last week, and then week one starts. We'll be back putting contact uh, content out there, betting, Madden, cards, football. The hobby's alive. Be breezy.